Welcome back to another podcast episode. This is a little bit different. It's called Business Breakfast and Bedhead. I actually do these live calls on Instagram weekday mornings at 8 a.m.-ish. That's 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So if you're Pacific, 7 a.m. If you're Eastern, 10 a.m., I would love for you to come live and hang out with me at them. But, you know, it's always 8 a.m.-ish because, you know, your girl's got to sleep sometimes. And I was getting so much feedback from everyone that they loved it, but sometimes they missed it and it'd be nice to listen to it that, I mean, why don't I put it here on the podcast? So if you don't already follow me over on Instagram at Don Bradley Hair, D-A-W-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-H-A-I-R, should have made a song about that, go follow me there because then you can take part in these live calls and actually correspond, correspond, like it's like writing a letter old fashioned, you can actually chat with me there and be live on these. But if you can't make them, no sweat. Now they're going to be here. So welcome to Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Buckle up, friend, and let's dive in. Check out this bedhead today, guys. I have this plan to walk down the stairs. Also, I feel like I walk like an 80-year-old first thing in the morning. Does anyone else? If you're just tuning in, it is Business Breakfast and Bedhead. I go live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time to hang out with you and answer your question. And so, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm on here a little late. I'm always fashionably late. It's, it's Mornings just aren't my jam. I actually, a couple years ago, got into this, like, wonderful habit of getting up at 6 a.m. and working out, and I felt great. And I was talking with someone the other day, and they said, if you'd call yourself not a morning person, you will make sure that you're not a morning person. So actually today was going to be day one of change. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about is I want to talk to, hey, secrets of social media. What's up? Today, you can see how tired I am. Look at, is it funny? Like I always call it your morning voice and your morning face. Like my face in the morning and the older I get, you guys, because I just turned 37. It definitely is like happening more. Like I'm more puffy. Like my eyelids never used to have this crease in them. It's really hard not to be super critical of myself. But where I'm going with that is, so business breakfast and bedhead every weekday morning at 8 a.m. I come and I answer your business question live. And there's a question box down here. So start putting your question in there that I you have a chance for me to answer. I can't guarantee I can get to all of them. Some days there's so many. Some days there's not as many I can get to all of them. But usually I'm either in bed or this is my favorite room in our house. Isn't that beautiful? I love our house so much. Or sometimes I go from the rooftop. Anyway, I was saying something and then I went off track because I was distracted by seeing all you guys coming in. So, oh, I was talking about change. So I had decided yesterday, like, one, I heard Jasmine Starr say, the way you show up in one thing is the way you show up in everything. And I was like, dang, dang. Because when this whole COVID thing hit the first week, I was so on fire. I was getting up at 6 a.m. I was working out first thing in the morning. I was in my office by 7.30 a.m. I was getting shit done. It felt good. And then the reality of COVID happened. And it wasn't like I felt physically the stress. But I think in my mind, it's like we all have this underlying stress that is so it's like a discreet stress with this time where like our lives have changed. Yes, but it's not like we're in like a high state of panic. It's in like a low form of like subdued. Like, we don't know what's really happening and we can't predict everything. But, like, we're a quote-unquote. And so the second week is when I started, like, smoking a lot, like, going hard on the chips, on the carbs, started sleeping in, started kind of being like, oh, this is kind of like a vacay. 
it kind of just like really going low key. And then I really haven't been able to get out of it for the last nine weeks or however long it is. And so I decided that, and then if you guys heard yesterday, the night before, I couldn't fall asleep till like 4.30 in the morning. And we've gotten into this really bad habit of, hear my water boiling, I tea. We've gotten into this really bad habit of watching like four Netflix shows in bed and I can't fall asleep without it. And so I need to like undo that. So last night we only watched one show. But like, I don't think I can just lay in bed and sleep. Like my brain is now programmed. So I watched one show until the and had a wonderful sleep. And I wanted to get up at 6 a.m. this morning and I wanted to go work out first. And it didn't happen. And I was beating myself up over it. But the one thing that I did do this morning is I laid in bed and I took some deep breath. And I said, play felt I'm a big deal and I can do hard things. And Vegas have been in touch with So just kind of getting back into my morning routine that I used to have, which I loved. I used to work out. I'd have my tea. I'd have my smoothie. I would then write in my journal, burn some salo panto, palo salo panto. Is that what it's called? I don't even know. And then just enjoy. Like, there, I, I love, I need the sun. And so sitting here with like our plants and the tree is finally blooming and our windows are super dirty. But I just like love sitting here. So anyway, I'm happy to be hanging out with you guys this morning for business breakfast in bedhead. How are you all doing? Where are you at? I want to know. And oh, look at my little hairs poking out there. I was thinking about you this a.m. when I was laying there where you mentioned your bubble. Yeah, I definitely do my bubble in the morning and I was doing some deep breathing. I'm definitely feeling like just anxiety. And I think it's because I've been on my phone more than normal. Ooh. And I don't really, I'm going to definitely be more conscious about how much I'm on my phone today. Okay, so let's go down to the questions. Once again, if you have any questions, I am a hairstylist who helps other beauty professionals and creatives live a stress-free life and business. And I do that through helping you learn how to communicate, how to set boundaries, and how to set up your business that takes things off your plate rather than putting more to-dos on your plate. So I call today bittersweet. I go back to work today. I'm excited but nervous. Uh, well, we'll be thinking of you. Okay. How can I tell? I'm not sure. Sarah, are you here? How can I tell my client's affiliate? I'm thinking that's a typo. Clients being on hair recharges. Hair recharges next and makes me excited. Oh, that makes me so happy. Okay. How can I tell my client's affiliate without sounding pushy or salesy? Thanks, Don. How can I tell my client's affiliate without sounding pushy or salesy? I think there's missing words there. I'm not sure. So, Sarah, if you're here, let me know. But I'm just going to go on the fact of, like, how can I tell my client about product without sounding pushy or salesy? So this is something I actually speak about in my programs a little bit more in depth, is how, how you selling actually builds trust, but we need to reframe our mindset around what selling is. Selling isn't about being, like, we buy things every single day. And so I want you to, when you start thinking like, oh, I'm going to feel yucky or pushy or whatever, I want you to think like, okay, I have to go to like, where? when was the last time you spent money? What was the last three things you spent money on? And how did that interaction feel? Did it feel pushy and slimy? Maybe. And you probably are like, I don't want to ever go back to that place ever again. Right? Or did it feel good? You bought something from somewhere and they were so nice and they were so friendly and they, they actually educated you on some other things that you might really like too. And you maybe you walked away with like a new thing that you didn't even know about because you're like, oh, this is going to help me. And you walked away feeling really good. 
or maybe there's another one that you needed and you walked away being like I felt so like I needed that thing and I got what I wanted but like I feel like they ignored me and they didn't care I was there and so I want you to think about those sorts of situations whenever you spend money think about how you walk away feeling because they have been you have been sold to in some way even if it's just like I have to go get gas from a gas station why do you choose Shell over Petro Canada why do you choose I don't know the gas stations in the states why do you choose Husky over Shell like Oh, I go to Shell because I can get air miles. And so realizing that there's like so much more into selling than actually being like a salesman and like, you need to buy this and get it today only. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like kind of in our head where we go with it. And so really, really framing it, start watching the interactions where you spend money and you walk away being like, oh, dang, like, that's so nice. Or like, even you maybe spend more than you were expecting to, but you're like, I've got this suit new thing they told me about. They actually are educating you on something and offering it to you. And so I want you to think of sales as education and offering. And then that's going to definitely change how you feel less pushy and less salesy. But the one, the very things you want to know about sales, all you guys listening in, is that you need to show value, you need to create incentive, and you need to create urgency. And those are like the three most important things for sales. That will actually help is value, incentive, and urgency. And if you educate and offer it to them, you're fine. So it's kind of like the five points, I guess. The five actually, I really should write that down and remember that. Five points of selling is I don't feel pushy in sales if it's products that I love. Yeah. And especially like I always say it's like way harder to sell something you don't believe in. Cause why would you be, I'd be like, I want this. And also another way I build trust with my my client. If I'm being honest, being like, you're like, well, what do I need this thing? And I'll be like, nah, you don't. Honestly, if you've got something at home right now that you need to finish, and I'll tell them, I'd rather you finish something than, I'm just going to write these down. I'd rather you finish something than buy something you don't need right now. And then you'll buy it later because I would rather build long-term trust with them, right? Long-term trust for them to buy from me later than, so here's the thing. Wait, okay, I want to say, what did I say? Value incentive and urgency. I just want to remember that because I feel like someone's going to ask me later and I need to have this for you. Okay. So long-term trust is so much more important to me than I could easily, and I had this conversation with someone yesterday, I could so easily make a one-time sale off of anyone and I could sell them a high price point item that they don't need. So easy. When you study sales and you study how to sell and the not great ways that I don't like to sell, like the high pressure sales and things like that. It's so easy to manipulate and control a person's buying decision. But what you do is then you ruin the trust because they maybe buy because they feel pressured. Obviously, like people like us, you guys have probably experienced yourself where someone's like kind of push something on you and you feel like you can't say no. So then all of a sudden you end up with a thing that you don't even want and you're like, well, I'm never going back there again. Right. And so you bought it because you felt like you didn't have a choice. You didn't know what else to do. But then all of a sudden you're like, well, now I don't want it. And I don't I feel like I was pressured and bullied into it. And so it's really easy to make those one time sales. But then the trust is gone. And so, yeah, they make money off of you this one time, but they don't have any money coming in from you ever again. And what I do is like, I know you guys are relational beings and I know you guys are heart centered people who care about the relationship. And so I'm coming at it. I'm teaching you guys how to sell in a way that is authentic, feels good, that has integrity, 
that actually has them become trusting you more and buying from you more in the long run. And they're actually spending more money with you in the long run. Because here's the thing is that you can be really good at taking care of your clients and really good at making money together. You're allowed to have both. It's not like, oh, well, I could make more money if I was more pushy and salesy, but I would sacrifice the relationship. Or I care about these relationships too much that I can't get to that next level of business. That's bullshit and it's an excuse. It's a complete excuse. You can make more money. You can actually think. And I want you guys to think about a time. I know I'm going on tangent here, but I want you to think about a time that you've walked away and you've bought in something extra that you weren't planning on it because the person let you know about this other thing you might like. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I do really like that. And it's something new and it's something exciting. And maybe it's like a pair of jeans with a shirt that you went to buy. Or maybe it's like another kitchen gadget that you were going to do. Or maybe it's an extra spice from the spice store or I don't know, whatever it could be like. And if they wouldn't have told you about it because they're like, well, based on what you're getting right here, I think you would actually really like this. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't have a clue. And they're like, well, would you like to take it home? They educated and they offered it to you. And boom, you bought it and you were happy and you felt taken care of. And you're like, you know what? I would have never known about my new favorite pair of shoes if they wouldn't have told me about it. And that's what your clients are waiting for. They're waiting for you to educate and offer them on things that they don't even know about to take care of them better. Right? So I want you guys to remember that. Okay. Tangent. Tangents, tangents. You guys, I did a whole podcast episode of the ABA. I'm not sure when they're coming out. And we had so much fun. And we both talked about how we go on tangents. And then we had a contest about who went on tangents the most during the... And it was going to be contest who would, like, who would win for the most tangents. But I'm like, dude, if someone wins for the most tangents, we'll just be on this podcast for hours. For hours. Okay, so I want you guys to know when I go live on these, I like to keep them conversational. I like to keep them interactive. So the more hearts I see, the more comments I see. I can't always read all the comments. That's why I ask for you to put your questions in the question box so that I can keep the question up and I can keep the, yeah, it's free education, right? And that's what I've wanted to do with these lives in the morning is to come and give you guys free education to help you through this really tough. But yeah, put your questions in the question box so I can bring the question up here. But I love seeing the interactions. I love seeing the hearts. It lets me know that you are connecting with what I'm saying, that what I'm saying is valuable to you. And it lets me know if you want me to continue giving you this free education. So, okay, let's go back to some questions. Um, okay, how do you figure out your prices? My town bases theirs off other salon. Candice, good question. So here's the thing. Here's the dealio. You can't base your prices off of other salons. Now, I know people do it. And here's the thing. If everyone's basing their prices off of everyone else, then like, who is the one place that everyone's basing it off of? Or is everyone just like, oh, they raise their prices now. We got to raise prices. Oh, they raise it. You know, and you're just kind of like this weird back and forth. And nobody really knows why you set prices while you do. So without going into like a really, hey, Chris, without going into a really long explanation, I, inside of my program, Rock Your Business, I break it down how to figure out your prices. And to let you guys know, I figured out based on my 4E logic. So let's test Don's brain this morning is education, experience, economics, and economy. <laughs> I remembered. And that's how we base off what you should be charging. And then we break it down to your prices per hour by per minute by per hour. And then we rebuild your pricing structure. And sometimes it means you've been overcharging for some services. And sometimes it means some services 
don't go up, but it's finding out like finding a consistent flow that not that you have to charge hourly, not that you have to tell your clients, this is what I charge per hour, but then you can build your price structure based on something that is backed up with facts, with education, with the economy, with your supply and demand, with your education, with your experience, all those sorts of things. And then you can feel good. You're not like just pulling numbers out of your ass or you're not like, well, I should charge more for this service, I guess, because that person is. And then when you can actually educate and explain to your clients like, oh, these are the prices the way they are. And I've actually had one student where they're like, oh my gosh, I was so overcharging for this one service. And what we do inside of Rock Your Business is we, hey, Sarah, I just answered one of your questions. Oh, and I think you just joined is when we figure out your average hourly rate. So we break it all down. I have a spreadsheet. For you RYBers, there's a spreadsheet now that you can go use. So it's even easier. You can just like plug in your numbers and it does it for you. But we figure out your average hourly rate and you can see like, oh, a couple of my services are way over my average hourly rate. Maybe I think now you can drop their price point. If you're already charging people and they're paying it, why would you? But then you might see like some of your prices are way low below the hourly rate. And then you're like, so then you kind of start to bridge the gap a little bit. And that average hourly rate that you figure out with the four E's and with the spreadsheet inside the program is going to help you have feel like so much more control and so much more confident with knowing why and how you came up with the prices you came up with. So Candice, the hardest part in this I hear is that I'm guessing you live in a smaller town because it's a town. And the hardest part is dealing possibly with the pushback or the possible gossip or the way people are going to talk when all of a sudden you break the town's norms of the way salons do things. And that's always tough. But um, yes, Don, we all have an hourly cost of running business. We just don't know them often, right? And a lot of you guys are spending, you have a lot of your tried and true clients which come in for retouches or all over colors, which is a wonderful thing. But a lot of you guys are actually charging per hour way under and then you have like your balayages or your color corrections, which like obviously per hour are more and they take more skill and expertise. And that's why I stopped doing root retouches because I had a long list of people waiting to get in with me. And I realized I'm actually losing money on these root retouches and all over colors because I'm losing money on these because the price per hour. And I was at a state where like I could get rid of them because I had the demand. So again, going back to the four E's, education, experience, economy, and economics. And I had the demand. So I let go of some services rather than raising my retouches up to like an incredibly high price. I got rid of that. And then I made room for the ones that were making more money and I wasn't working more. And yeah, it meant I lost some clients, but I also told them like, go hit your roots. I'll give you your formula. I was happy to share with it. You can still come to the salon and see the girl that works with me. And when you need your highlights, you can book in for those, but I'm no longer going to be doing them. It ruffled some feathers. One of my clients got super pissed. Pissed. It's what happens. But I was growing my business. And then I remember being so sad because I really loved that client. And I was like, oh, she doesn't get that I'm growing my business. Like, I thought, like, it's just a root retouch, right? Like, I was so bummed out that she got she got really nasty. And I think she misunderstood a lot of the things because she thought she wasn't allowed. She's like, when I wasn't allowed back in the salon and multiple times we were like, you can come see Sarah. But that was hard because I was like, I really loved her and that connection with her. But then I had one of my new clients come in that was waiting to see me and we clicked right away and realizing those relationships are replaceable. 
and you can still develop really great bonds and connections with a new person. So I want you guys to know that and really believe that and also know that there's a beginning and an end to everything. And I know that sounds really skeptical, but truly don't think that anyone's going to stay with you forever. And as much as it feels like it's a friendship, it's a business transaction. Yes, you may have some friendships with clients, but be really careful in thinking it's a reciprocal relationship where if you come in after hours or you go over the top for things, that they'll somehow reciprocate it to you and your business because they will ask. They love that they feel friendly with you. They love getting you to do things. But if you all of a sudden change your policies and it doesn't serve them and they're still coming to you for a business, likely maybe a few will get it. Some of my like very the clients that I loved so dearly were the least understanding when Leroy died and I had to take a step back from work and it crushed me. It was like the people who I thought would be like, Don, we get it. We know how much he meant to you. Take your time. They were like, what about my hair? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I thought, and I don't blame them. Like it sounds like, but like back then I was like, what? Like I was so frustrated and heartbroken, not thinking like, I was like, I wanted them to understand, but they were, they came to me and they loved me because it was like the ultimate friendship where it was all about them. Because that's what our job is. And I know I'm way going off on a tangent here, Candace, but I really want you guys to know because I see this relationship thing happen a lot is we think we develop these deep bonds and our clients love us and they stroke our egos hard, right? They're like, no one else can do my hair the way you can do it. And you're like, even though you know there's a million other hairstylists out there in the world, you're like, you're right. I am the only one. And you like start to feel really good. And they're like, oh my goodness, like Don, I can't get in, but I can't go to someone else. Like, what if I went to someone else? I only like you. I only trust you. And you're like, oh, you're right. I am like, you can only trust me. And then you kind of like, I'll be honest, you guys, I had a full on ego for a long time being like, dang, I am a good hairstylist because my client pumped my tires because they knew if they pumped my tires. I went the extra mile. I stretched myself too thin because I was like, oh, yeah, of course, like you can't go anywhere. Else. I will not allow you to go get your hair done terribly somewhere else, because if it's not with me, it'll be awful. Right. And I'm over dramatizing this. But really, that's kind of how we play it out is is the client relationship. And so they sorry, I'm writing something down again, because I feel like this is really blowing your guys's mind. So, OK, here we go. They pumped my tires. LOL. We got played. Yeah, and like never thought of it that way. Everyone is sucking up right now. A month ago, they were sending annoying DMs. Damn, you're blowing my mind. Preach. Okay, so hold on. I got to write this down. I feel like this is too important of a conversation. I can just bring this paper over with me. This is what happens, you guys. As a creative individual, my office is full of sticky notes when I have an idea. And I will like, if I do not write it down, it is gone in like 0.3 seconds. So it's this dance. Goes back to the dance. You guys have heard me talk about the dance before. I'm not going to get into the dance analogy because once I get start talking about the dance analogy, I go down the rabbit hole and it's and it goes. But it goes back to the dance and they know and it's all subconscious. I really don't believe it's malicious or consciously manipulative on their part. It's just the habit and the dance and the routine you get into. They tell you that they can't go anywhere and they truly believe it because they're scared. They love what the service you give and they're nervous to go somewhere else. So like, can you please come in? Like, it's my son's recital. It's this thing. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I will. Like, I'll skip my nephew's soccer game this afternoon because I want to because we are empathetic people and we love to make other people feel happy. We feel a sense of fulfillment and worth by making other people happy. And so because that we do that, 
We sacrifice our own well-being and our own relationships in our personal lives to make the relationship with our client good because it makes us feel like we're, it like fills this void of feeling like we're not a good person and that we don't have worth and value. And when we do those things for other people, we're like, okay, I am. it's like validation. I am a good person. Okay. It's like them just, it's like, it's like we're all missing, like someone being like, you're amazing. You're doing really good. You're, you know, you're worth it. It's like we crave it because we didn't get enough of it maybe in our childhood. I don't know. We're words of affirmation people. And so right now I want to tell you guys, if you're dealing with this with clients, I want to let you know you are worth it. You are valuable. I'm proud of you. You're doing amazing things. You just as you are without your skills, without your talent, without your business, without being a hairstylist are such a worthy and valuable person on your own. And you're allowed to stand up for yourself and you're allowed to do things the way you want to do them. And you're allowed to change. You're allowed to change. Now, it doesn't mean that it won't come with some pushback and some friction, but you got this and you're going to get through it. Okay. So that's my little pep talk for you. So how do you figure out your prices? That was the original question. Ooh, oh boy. Oh boy. Yes. So Candice, I figure out my prices inside of Rock Your Business. We go through the four E's, education, experience, economics, and economy. And we figure out what you kind of breaking it down for that, how you should start recharging. I have an exercise that you go through to kind of figure out based on those four things, how to get an idea of what the average cost of someone in your shoes should be charging. And then we break down your prices into the price per minute and per hour, and we figure out what your average hourly rate is. And then once you figure out your average hourly rate, we compare it to what you are charging and what you want to charge. And the cool thing is, is that sometimes I was sharing with you, some of my students are like, I don't have to raise all my prices. I only have to raise some of them because they're so, like I used to pull numbers out of my butt. I don't know, I guess I should charge this for this one. Oh, I'll raise prices on this one. And I've never really had a clear idea. When you figure this out, sometimes you can, then you can tell your clients like, hey, I don't have to raise all the prices, just these ones, because I actually found out that I was undercharging. So that's how we do it. If you want to get more in depth into that, I said, say, get on the wait list for Rock Your Business 100%. And that's going to really, really make all the difference is getting in there and having a better, clear understanding of it. So dombrelly.com slash RYB. I will plan to open up the doors to Rock Your Business in July. I know that seems a long ways away and some of you guys are really anxious to get in now. It's just because there's so much going on right now. You guys are, some of you guys are going back to work. Some of you aren't. Rock Your Business is an investment. Actually, hold on. I saw a question here that I'm going to bring up. Then we'll go to this. I'm dying to know more about your Rock Your Business. What does it focus on? So here's the thing, I, and I don't want these lives to be just a big promo for Rocker Business, but a lot of what I go more in depth and the where, I, where and how I want to help you guys more is, is by inside Rocker Business because you, we get, we have more focused lessons, we have worksheets, we have spreadsheets, and I come and I coach the group as well. And so the reason why I'm doing it in July is because one, it's not a small investment. It's $1,000 to join. I have a pay in full option, but I also have payment plans that you can join because I know that not many people have $1,000 sitting around. So it's not a small investment, but it's a worthwhile investment. I have students that have, within a couple months, made back their investment and more. And I show you there's some quick wins right in the first module to get you starting because my biggest thing is I want you to make your investment back as quickly as possible. 
and then like give you some tools that can help quickly get that business, that investment back. And then we, we don't have to worry and we can dig deeper into these other things. And so, yeah, we've got Jody, we've got Lindsay that's in here right now. We've got some RY beers in here if styled by Casey. I don't know if you're live here right now, but they're like connect with the other RY beers. And like if you're an RY beer, just put a comment RY beer if you're here right now. Hey, Lindsay. So just put RY beer if you're an RY beer right here. And then if you guys can ask those people about the course. And so the thing is, um, Oh, once again, just blowing my mind this morning, friend, and you have given me the best ideas. I'm so glad that makes me so happy. So, okay, yeah, Sarah for hair. And so what I really suggest is ask them about the program and see how you learn. So I say like the most valuable thing about it is you've got the videos forever that you can go back to. And the cool thing is, is a lot of my students will be like, Dawn, like what, where is this? And I'll be like, go back to this lesson and rewatch it. And they'll go rewatch the lesson. And they'll be like, oh my goodness, I see it in such different light. It's like watching a movie a second time and being like, I totally missed that scene. Like I, I missed that whole part. How did I miss that? And it's like, you don't know what you can't. Watching all the modules and all the lessons out in like with weeks even, you're going, you're going to miss stuff because you're going to be, you're going to be in a certain place in your business, in your life. You're going to need certain things. And so the cool thing is, is you get the videos and the worksheets forever. Oh, and the play, the client attraction playbook, that's free. And it's good. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love seeing all of these RYBs in here. You guys are amazing. And so, and I was seeing this live. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. Like, I asked them to show themselves here because they're people who have gone through it and who needed it. I'm the one who created it. So it's one thing for me to be like, yeah, I really believe in the program and it can help you. It's another thing for these people to be like, this program helped me and this is how. Just like, and the way I applied this the other day is just like you want to get your clients referring for you. Just like in the client traction playbook, which is free, you can get on my website, donbradley.com. I walk you through how to get, how to build your clientele. And after step four, it's all about putting on an auto repeat and getting your clients to do the work for you. Because me being like, oh my gosh, I'm a really good hairdresser and I love your hair and you should come see me. Yeah, someone might be like, oh, cool. But they might be like, oh, she like, whoa. But if the person to the side of me was like, oh my goodness, like I just went and had my hair done by Dawn and you should go see her. Like she, it's, I've never loved my hair more. Having someone like a referring person speaks volumes more. And so Leslie said it has helped in many, many ways. Some didn't even know, I, some I didn't even know I needed help with. Hey, Forest Salon Software. You guys, if you need a salon software, Forest Salon Software is a kick-ass company. You got to check them out. I have an idea for a podcast episode. We'll chat. Okay. I always, you guys, I love finding, hearing suggestions for podcast episodes. My playbook isn't coming through. I've tried a few times. The reason, Oh, so if you tried a few times, check your junk mail. And then if not, just email my team, hello at donbradley.com. They get the whole technology thing. I do not. If you've tried a few times, it's because probably the first time it didn't work. It's probably not going to work at all. And sometimes a little tech glitch, but also check your junk and spam. I don't know why, but sometimes it goes through there. But anyway. If you want to get on the wait list for Rock Your Business, future RYBR. I love that, Sarah. July is perfect timing. Yeah, go to donbradley.com slash RY and you can get on the wait list and you'll get first dibs at things and you get some wicked bonuses on there too, which I love. And so we focus on, yeah, quick wins to get you more clients, more sales right in the beginning because I want you to make that return on your investment into the program as quickly as possible. There, here's the thing about the program. Yes, it's self-paced. You have the videos and the worksheets forever, but then you have me for a limited time coaching. 
So I come live once a week and I coach, I answer your questions. And I always say the most important thing is to take advantage of that, especially if you're a learner that learns better with interaction. Because once those eight weeks are gone, those are gone. And you have the alumni community, which they are interacting with each other so much. They're like someone the other day was like, I had this situation with a client help. 20 comments under it, people helping. They truly love and I call it the RYB family for a reason care and love and take care of each other. And it's a place where you can be vulnerable. You don't have to worry about asking certain questions. People are so ready to help and people learn from each other. So you have the alumni community forever. And it's a safe space in our industry to share openly about the failures that we experience, the anxieties that we're having. I don't know what to do about this. What should I do about this? It's completely transformational for business. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That might've been, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in there. So style by case, that's kind of what, that's what Rock Your Business is based on. We go through some financial stuff. We go through boundaries. We go through communication. We go through growing your business and different ways to grow your business. I'm going to be adding more lessons in there soon. Past our way beers, I have fun thing coming to you right away. Excited about, but I really believe in it. I stand behind it. It's like, it's my baby that I've developed. And so I'm just telling you guys now, if you're interested, get on the wait list and start saving up because I, well, and I teach you how to manage your money a little, a little bit better inside the program. But honestly, if you can start saving up now, it won't feel, I like paying in full for things. I prefer paying in full. And I always have a sweet bonus for people who pay in full. So if you don't want to miss out on all the offerings, there's always good bonuses for different things. I always have a pay in full bonus and I'm working on when it's going to be right now. But if you definitely don't want to miss out on any of the things that I'm going to be giving, start saving up now so that you can pay in full. It'll be really awesome. Okay. I don't want this to be a big spiel about Rock Your Business, but that's it. And like, they're just, they're like the most inspirational group of people ever. They're amazing. Okay. Oh, this is a good question. What should you say to your clients when they ask for your color formulas? So this is depending. Oh, I hate that it takes the filter off. I just feel, I'm always like, you know what? I look pretty good in the morning. And then I'm like, oh, that filter came off. Oh, look at that. Look at, you guys, did you see that I colored all my roots except for some of the gray? I think it's going to, and then my little pokey bits. Okay. What should you say when your clients ask for your color formula? So if they're asking for their color formula to go somewhere else, there's like two sides to this coin. I've seen people be like, I'm not giving out my color formula. Like that's my expertise. And yeah, you can do that. Another, so there's definitely like where you can be like, oh, unfortunately, like these are salon property and we don't give them side of the salon. If my client was moving away, and then I would give it to them. Like, but if they're just like not want, wanting to come see, you could definitely be like, sorry, I don't share that. That's conf that's confidential property. And every style, like every stylist likes to do their stuff. Anyway, their own way. I, why don't they burping? I literally have not even had a sip of my tea. I've just got like morning burps. How gross is that? And so the one way I see people doing it is like, I don't share my formulas. Case in point, like, nope, nope. But I always think when someone comes to me with formulas, I'm like, oh, awesome. Actually, like if I try to mimic someone else's work, I'm not going to work out. Like I am not a copycat artist. I'm my own artist. And so when people come to me with a formula, unless it's their root formula, and in, and if it's the same product line, then I'll be like, okay, cool. It's your root formula and it's the same product line. Done. Easy. But at the end of the day, I'm not a copycat artist. Like, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like there are some people that can mimic people's work really well. Ask me to mimic some, when like people would bring in pictures of updos and I put so much pressure on myself to like make the updo look exactly the same, it would turn out like shit. 
I'm not good. I'm better. And like the more parameters someone puts on me for creatively, the less something turns out nice. But the more freedom I have to create something, the more beautiful it looks. And it took me years to realize that. And I was like, okay, instead of looking at this picture and trying to recreate it, let's look at a couple pictures. Let's draw inspiration from them. Tell, and like, let, let me be really clear to them that, okay, this is our inspiration. There's no way I can guarantee it'll look this way exactly every time. But let's work with it and let's move forward with it. And then, then if I have room that it doesn't have to look the same, I'm actually going to do a way better job. And when I started being able to communicate like that, oh my goodness, my updos like skyrocketed through the roof. So going back to your question, Sarah, what should you say? So there's options. You could say, I don't share my formulas. You could say, yeah, I can share your formula. Here it is. Because the reality is, is that unless they're finding, unless they're following a salon and being like, do you carry a Veda color? Do you carry gold oil? Or do you carry Redken? And like, they're going to go to a salon that only carries that color line. Or you can just give it to them because you're a wonderful person and they're not there. It's not like not giving them a formula. If they've decided to not see you anymore for some reason, it's not like by giving them the for or not giving the formula, they're going to stay. And it's like, OK, and then do you want them to stay after they just asked for their formula to go somewhere else? Right. So I kind of operate on the like, sure, I'll just give you your formula. Like the formula is the smallest part of the service. Like it's your the sun is so bright. It's your expertise. It's your skill, it's your knowledge, it's your talent, it's the, your application, it's your sectioning. There's so much more than just the formula. And so I'm on like the team, just give them the formula. Like let people know you love and care for them beyond whether or not they choose to come see you. So say I'm not the best with updos with a picture, right? I hate updos. You guys, Kate, if you guys hate updos, you need to follow Sarah Claire Hair. Sarah with an H, I believe. I should know her, her. She works with me. Sarah, are you in here right now? Sarah Claire Hare. She works out of the salon with me. She is freaking amazing with updos, like blows me away. And I'm really encouraging her right now. And she's wanting to get more into educating the fundamentals to become more confident with updos. So you guys go check her out. She's been posting some really wicked braids right now. Sarah Claire Hare. And she works out of my salon. So you'll recognize in the background and just go follow her. Okay, so us. Uh, okay, so Sarius's question. Um, no, I don't want her as a client. Anyways, she's really mean to me and has been harassing me for a formula for her friend to do it. Yeah, give her the wrong formula. <laughs> Did I just say that? Did I just say that out loud? Don't you want to do that sometimes? So you guys, like, I'm gonna be the realest person with you because what drives me more mad than anything is like people not being real people being like this is what you should do and this is how we show up professionally and like let's just all admit that that's how we feel sometimes let's be real with the fact that it's so tempting to want to just freaking fuck shit up on a claim not that you would and it's not that you would actually do it but if you suppress the way you feel it's gonna build and build and build and build and then you're going to get to a breaking point where you freak out on a client over the simplest little thing and they're going to be like whoa all I asked was there is there any way that I can come in 15 minutes earlier right and so one of the things um to let I'm dead oh my god I was going to say yep here's your one end um didn't tell your formula is one end right thank you guys like I appreciate you letting me be real like we have to stop lying to ourselves 
that we don't have this like inner alter ego that is like wants to be we want to be more confident we want to be more firm but there's this like other side of us that like wishes we could just not give a shit and wishes we could be vindictive and wishes that like it's like an extension of that confidence that we crave we just wish we could like push back against things in and like express everything in list form without um any of the negative implications and so actually inside of rock your business is there's this one lesson i talk about how to respond to like dms and messages that you just want like what you want to do is like this the equivalent to being like yeah i mean i'll give you your formula here's the one in and you're a bleach and tone right like the equivalent to like i want you guys to be able to acknowledge those moments and those feelings and not suppress them but express them and so by that one of the lessons in rock your business is about just writing out um yeah rushing lesson Lindsay. writing out exactly what you wish you could say to your client and i want to encourage you uh thoughts don't float above my head we had a running joke in my old salon that our favorite color is 844 is that copper <laughs> i love it um but I want you guys, anytime those situations come where you're so frustrated with a client or you can't believe they're asking something of you or you're like, I don't like them, like just take pen to paper. And I really say like 10 to paper or talk it out with a friend, but you need to not just think it. You need to get it out physically out of your body. So either um, verbally processing it or writing it down and write down what you wish you could say, like the nasties of nastiest. And like you guys, like I let like, you know, me saying, like, give her the wrong formula. Of course, that is not the, oh, there's a hair in my teeth. Of course, that is not the invite, the advice I want to give you. Of course not. Uh, would that be inside of Rock Your Business? No. And if anyone misunderstood that and is like, I can't believe Don Bradley, like, well, just loosen up a little bit. It was a joke, but it's how we feel. And if we're not honest about how we feel inside, we're going to live in this state of denial for the rest of our lives and unhappiness. And it's okay, miss. I almost threw my phone out the window the other day. I was so frustrated with client. Uh, you didn't throw out your phone. It wouldn't, you wouldn't be here. And so that's why inside of Record Business, I get you guys to do this exercise. And it's an exercise I want you guys to go back. Those, those of you that are already in there, I want you to go back to any time that you feel that frustration is just go and write it out exactly what you wish you could say. And when I'm, I think I say in the lesson, like, if you feel like you, you can't say it or like you don't have any bad feelings, like you're lying to yourself. We all have an inner mean person inside of us. And sometimes you just need to practice letting it out. And then once you let it out, and the reason why I say do it on a piece of paper is like, you don't want to start writing it out into the DM or into the text that the person sent you because I've seen people accidentally send it. But like get the nastiest, the worst thing, the what you wish you could say, what you would never say to them, but you feel like get it all out. And then in the lesson, we go into like dealing with the facts, taking out the emotion. Um, those people can leave. I have a sen sense of haha, -ha, LOL. I was complaining to my boyfriend about a client. He had enough of my complaining, so I told him I would promise to use boundaries. <laughs> I love it. Um, how I think be real, being real can free us. Yeah. Um, or angry bitch we all do and we especially okay us people pleasers we have an angry bitch inside of us we have an angry seething vindictive passive aggressive i don't want to say bitch but like ugly person inside of us that we wish we had the guts to be and i don't want you guys to be that person um, you need to have like a little bit of them and you need to actually 
because we are so far over on the pendulum swing of people pleasing and not honoring ourselves and not standing up for self, what this lesson does is actually swings the pendulum over here to like the complete other unhealthy side of it is being irrational, being irate, you know, swearing a streak. And that's why I want to get you to take the pendulum and do this exercise to swing you over here. Because then after you do that exercise, you land, <laughs> this is me trying to be a pendulum, you land in the middle and then you're really balanced and you're able to have healthy boundaries. You're able, able to communicate clearly and effectively without getting taken advantage of. So you can see like it just goes from like, I want you to take going from people pleasing pendulum swing to like inner mean bitch, nasty, cranky lady to or man to like right here. So I hope that helps. Hold on. I got to write that down because I feel like that was a good example. Swing. Pleaser. And you guys actually help me because I'm an auditory person. You guys actually help me work out things in my head. I know like when you guys react to things, it knows that the way I'm teaching it right now is actually more effective. Okay. So I hope Sarah that helps. What I would say just going full circle here uh, is give them the formula. Really, like, no one be you. No one can apply color like you. No one can have your sectioning. No one can have your technique and your skill. Uh, owners, I know salons might be different, and they might not give out their formulas, and they can just be like, so it's salon policy. We don't give our formulas out because we can't guarantee that the person's going to weigh. But I know when I increased my prices and I knew I was going to lose a lot of clients, I let them know, like, I'm happy to give you your formula. And quite a few of them asked for it. The thing is, is, like, a formula is a formula, but, like, especially with, like, a toner, like, I'm like the queen of flash tone. I do not leave my toners on 20 minutes. I know there's like people that are like, you have to leave your toner on 20 minutes. I don't. Uh, I never was taught that way. Actually, I think maybe in hair school we were taught that way. But as soon as I got in the salon, I was like, you guys are just toning for like five minutes. And that's what I've always done. Um, and then for every minute that your toner's on, that's how many washes it'll last. That's not the case with my clients. Um, their own, right? And so I could give a toner formula and it's more for a flash toner and someone leaves it on 20 minutes and their hair goes like super ash or super violet. So no one is you. That is your superpower. Uh, oh, I thought I just turned my flashlight on. Uh, I vote, like I said, there's three camps of giving out formulas. Um, I think, hold on, I think this is a good, you can, you can say no. You can just say no. You can refuse it. And then what was the other one? Or you can give it to them. Why can't I remember the other one? You can just give it to them. Or you can just let them know, like, unfortunately, I don't share color forms for asking. Okay, what did I miss here? Love it, Hairs Whistler. Oh, I embrace the shit out of my shadow these days, babe. She's my ride or die, and she sits at the passenger seat. I drive the Ferrari. Love that, Sarah. Guys, how is it 9 a.m. already? These hours just fly by. It's different. So I think do what you think. Yeah, right? And like that's the other thing is like you can let you, you can let your clients know like I'm happy to give you this formula, but I just want to let you know that like the formula is just like a small part of the equation. And so um, I understand that by giving you the formula doesn't mean someone else will be able to do it the same way. Yes, I always say that. Know the rules before you break the rules. Yeah, you got to know the. It's so okay to break the rules, but you got to know the rules to break the rules. Okay, guys, it is almost 9 a.m. I am ready for it. It is so beautiful, sun, beautiful and sunny out right now. I kind of want to go like walk around the block before I go sit in my office just to enjoy some of the sun today. Um, have a wonderful day. Studio Blend, I was just going to say, I was just going to say to you, 
Have a wonderful first day back. Uh, first day back. Those of you that are getting ready to go back, those of you that are back thinking of you, I'm cheering you on. Welcome, uh, Sarah. Doing well. Please keep in touch with me. Let me know how things are going. Let me know what you need. I love hearing what kind of topics you guys want to hear me talk about. So, and just as a heads up, I know I get a lot of DMs asking for like, what would you do in this situation? I don't do coaching in my DMs at all, um, but I'm able to come and answer your questions here. So pop your questions in the question box. Or if you have like an idea of something you'd like me to cover on the podcast, I'm always open to hearing those things that I can bring you guys even more education to help you on your journey where you're at. So you can get that pendulum kind of more centered uh, by doing exercises. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It was so good to chat with you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Going to spend the day outside listening to your podcast. I love that, Chelsea. And once again, you guys, if I know the question came up, um, interested in joining Rock Your Business, it's not going to be opening um, July. Um, waitlist and editing app so that you can get all the bonuses and get the most out of it. Okay. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast and business breakfast embedded. Like I said, I would love for you to join me live on Instagram every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and get your questions answered directly from me. It's so fun and it's super cash and I'm always in my bedhead, usually in my PJs, and we have the best time. And if you enjoyed this episode, let's spread the love and share it with a friend, a coworker, or a family member. Make sure to like and subscribe to get this out to more people. And if you didn't know, I have monthly contests and all you got to do to win some awesome prizes and merch. And who knows, I think the, the prizes are going to get better as we go. Just leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. That's a huge help for me. And I want to be able to honor you and reward you by putting your name into the contest. The winner is announced the first Monday of every month. And I'm so excited because I hope you win next. So go leave a review wherever you're listening to this. And until the next episode, stay weird, friend.